0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Now for our story. This evening, Ben Calvert and his wife were taking their coffee in the living room after dinner. Jessie was wearing a simple blue dress, which looked very well with her well groomed graying hair and youthful face. She looked calm and well poised, but inwardly, Ben's wife was feeling rather nervous. The calm pattern of her life had been disturbed recently by the return of Brett Cameron to Wakefield. However, Jessie intended to have nothing to do with him. Her future, her security were bound up with Ben Calvert. Ben's daughter, Kit, was gone now, and if Ben could stop worrying about her, if he'd come to the point of actually disowning his daughter legally, financially, then Jessie thought her years of struggle, years of waiting, would be well repaid. Jessie's voice was full of wifely solicitude, as she said.
2: Tired tonight, Ben? Ben?
0: Yes, I am, rather.
2: I think you've been working too hard, darling. You ought to let up. Let someone else take over more of the tedious work down at the office.
0: I don't care. If I don't watch them, they get things so mixed up it takes me days to straighten them out.
2: Well, but couldn't you train someone? Some young man?
0: Good heavens, Jessie! You talk as if I'm in my dotage. <laughs> Why, no,
2: Ben. I don't mean that at all. I hope not. But it's so obvious that you've been under quite a strain lately. No. Ben... I wish you'd stop brooding about Kit. I know you've got her on your mind.
0: Well, I have thought about her quite a lot these last few days. After all, Jessie, she is my daughter.
2: She is, if you still want her to be?
0: That's not the question. Whatever Kit's done, she's my own flesh and blood. I can't get away from that. Much as I'd like to.
2: Well, it's only your good I'm thinking about, Ben. You know that.
0: Yes, I suppose so.
2: I hate to see you unhappy like this. Worrying about that girl after what she did to you. She's not worth it, Ben.
0: I can't imagine where she can be. She'll run out of money. I checked at the bank and she hadn't taken much with her.
2: Oh, I wouldn't worry about Kit's managing. She's always taken care of herself before. Don't worry about that. She's just hiding out somewhere. Waiting until things blow over.
0: It's not that I forgive her. No, I can't do that. But just the same, Jesse. As Farnsworth said to me that first night when I was so furious right after the trial, he said, A parent has a certain responsibility, regardless of the child's attitude.
2: Perhaps Mr. Farnsworth was right, up to a certain point. And heaven knows you've more than discharged your responsibility to Kit.
0: Mind you, I'm not saying she's not to blame. If she walked in the door right now, I'd... Well, I...
2: You'd probably forgive her and take her back.
0: No, by thunder. No, I wouldn't. Whatever's happened to her, she has it coming. No, Jessie. I wouldn't lift a finger. It's just not knowing what's happened to her.
2: Well, you mark my words, Ben. You'll hear from Kit sooner or later. And when you do, it'll be because she wants something from you. You can bank on that. Oh, Lucy's gone to assist it. I'll get it.
0: No, no. You sit still. Oh, but...
2: Oh, all right, Ben. Thanks.
0: Hello? Hello? That's
2: funny. Well, who is it, Ben?
0: I don't know. There's nobody on the line.
2: Oh, well, probably a wrong number.
0: People can't even ring a number and get it straight. Honestly, the inefficiency of some human beings... Oh, now, Ben...
2: Don't let a little, little thing like a wrong number upset you. Oh, I'll try my luck this time. Hello?
3: Hello, darling. I rang you just a moment ago but I got the wrong party. The old man's home,
2: huh? I'm sorry, but you must have the wrong number.
3: Jessie, darling, don't brush me off. I want to talk to you. Well, you better call the operator. Same
0: thing again, eh?
2: <laughs> yes, maybe you're all right at that, then. I guess people aren't very bright. I was thinking I, I might go out for a little drive before I turn in. It's such a nice night.
0: That's not a bad idea, Jessie. After I'm with you. A little fresh air might do me good.
2: Well, that's fine, Ben. Oh, but wait a minute. I just remembered. What's that, Jessie? Didn't you say you had to get those papers ready on the Anderson deal tonight?
0: Say, that's right.
2: Oh, it's a shame to remind you of that. Oh, either, well, I... it
0: doesn't matter. I can do them in the morning just as well, right after breakfast.
2: Yes. Except that tomorrow I'd plan to have Lucy do the study. The windows need cleaning. Oh, no, I...
0: confound it, all right. I'll do them tonight.
2: Well, hell, don't be cross with me, then. I can't help it. Either.
0: Go ahead, go ahead, Jesse. I ought to know better than to expect any peace, any relaxation. There's always something. Jesse
1: Calvert took a light wrap from the hall closet, hurriedly powdered her nose and freshened her lipstick in front of the mirror over the telephone stand. And a short while later, Ben's large sedan pulled up in the tree-shaded driveway at the side of Brett Cameron's cottage across the river from David Bowman's. As Jesse started along the flagged walk which led to the house, a door was flung open and Brett appeared
3: silhouetted in the opening.
2: Well, I must say, Brett, that was a fine trick.
3: Think so? I thought it was rather neat myself. Come in, darling.
2: If I had the sense I was born with, I'd turn right around and go home.
3: I think of it you'd be missing if you did. Oh, you look lovely tonight, Jesse. You always did look especially beautiful when you're angry. Oh,
2: stop it, Brett. Don't maul me.
3: Very well. Sit down, darling. What would you like to drink?
2: Nothing, thanks. I didn't come over to make a social call.
3: But surely there's nothing wrong with our having a drink together. Two old friends. Oh, stop it.
2: Two old friends, indeed. You make it sound so innocent.
3: But Jesse, isn't it?
2: Ben wouldn't think so. But for heaven's sake, what are you trying to do?
3: That is a leading question, my sweet.
2: Well, I told you the other day, I don't want you to phone me or try to get in touch with me. I'm perfectly satisfied with my marriage, and I've no intention of doing anything to endanger it.
3: Yes, I remember you said that. And my answer is, I methinks the lady doth protest too much.
2: That's nonsense. I've simply had to repeat myself because I, I can't seem to get it through your head that I don't intend to have anything whatever to do with you. I worked hard for what I have. And now, just when everything's going smoothly, that daughter of Ben's is finally out of my hair, you have to come along and spoil everything.
3: But I haven't spoiled anything. Nor do I intend to. As a matter of fact, Jesse, I want to help you.
2: <laughs> help me. You? Certainly. I'd like to know how.
3: For one thing, I can help you to be happy. I am happy. Oh, you're not happy, my dear. You're simply living for the time when you can get your hands on all that nice money of Ben Calvert's. Meanwhile, you're utterly miserable. But you don't want to admit it.
2: Oh, even if I were miserable, i fail to see what you could do about it.
3: (laughs) You might be surprised.
2: I certainly would
3: be. Don't be so cynical, Jesse. It doesn't become you. You're better as the firebrand type. Besides, Jesse, I usually manage to get what I want. Might even be able to get you what you want.
2: What do you mean by that?
3: Well, when you're in a more receptive mood, I'll tell you all about it. You talk like a fool, Brett.
2: Why don't you come out and say what you mean?
3: I'll do that after you come to your senses. You know, Jesse, you were never meant to live without some emotional warmth, some excitement. And you certainly don't get it from stodgy old Ben Calvert, my dear.
2: Ben is my husband, and he...
3: Yes, yes, I know. But your main interest in Ben Calvert is in helping to read his will. To my wife, Jesse Calvert, I bequeath all my worldly goods. And in the meantime, you'll be all plain and proper, waiting for the happy day.
2: And what if I am?
3: But Ben's such a healthy man. He'll live for years and years. Ah, it's a pity. He'll be missing so much while he marked time. And I have just the solution.
2: You think you're so clever. Well, I'm not interested.
3: You will be, though. Come here, Jesse.
2: Oh, no, you don't. Good night, Fred.
3: Very well, Jesse. But, uh, he'll be back.
1: Brett Cameron sank back in his easy chair, listening to the rich hum of Ben Calvert's car as Jesse roared out of the driveway. He smiled, sighed, and fell into a reverie, which apparently pleased him a great deal. Yes, Brett was thinking Jesse would come around to his point of view. Once she got over her uneasiness concerning his return, he'd explain his plan to her. Jesse was much too practical not to recognize the advantages of it.